says, if a woman accepted Naziris, became Tomei, separated her Karbonus with the Hara, and her husband was a for the Neder of Naziris, she still brings the Khatas Oif, but not the Oila or the Oshem. Chisa said, this Brisa follows the Yuvah of Yishmol, who said that the Oila bird is essential and brought as a Kapara. That would be the reason why it's not brought when the husband was made for the Naziris. According to the others, including the Rabbanon, the Oila is not brought as a Kapara and could therefore even be brought after a Hafara. If the Brisa holds that Hafara removes the Naziris retroactively, then why does she bring the Khatas bird? If the Brisa holds that the Hafara removes it from this point on, why shouldn't she bring the Oila and the Oshem as well? Even where the Brisa holds that the Hafara removes the Naziris retroactively. The reason she still has to bring a Khatas is because Rabbi Shmuel, which is the town of the Brisa, holds like Rabbi Lazar Kapar, that every Nazir is considered to be a Chaita because they have deprived themselves from things that are mutter, meaning wine. Therefore, since this woman had does, has done so, she still has to bring a Khatas as a Kapara. The Mishnah said, just because he left the cemetery, he has to start. He starts counting his naziris. The Marshmul explained. Now the Mishnah is discussing where he left and underwent the full tahara process, paraduma, etc. Then he starts counting. The Mishnah seems to say he may begin counting because he walked back into the cemetery. What if he didn't walk back in? He wouldn't begin counting his naziris. After the Gemara, that the Mishnah means to say, certainly if he became tar, he begins to count. Moreover, if he goes back into the cemetery, he still begins to count, which would therefore require him to bring karbonis when he becomes Tommy this time as a full-fledged Nazir. Kahana and Ravasi asked Rav, why didn't you explain this to us like Shmuel did? Rav answered, I didn't think you needed to be explained. The Mishnah said, Ula said, Eliezer only said this halacha, that there has to be at least two days of Tahara for a period of Tumah to, re- to remove the days kept in the Zeris, only regarding a person who accepted the Zeris while Tameh and then became Tahara for one day. However, a Tahara Nazir who became Tameh and then became Tahara again would lose all the counted days, even if he only had one day of Tahara before becoming Tameh. Rav explained this because the Pasuk used in Eliezer's drasha says, Ki Tameh Nizrai, which teaches that this uh, that this drasha and the halacha they learned from it only applies when the Zeris came about in a period of Tumah. Abaye asked, the Bryce says that if a person accepts a, a, a 100-day Naziris and becomes Tommy on the first day, he does not lose the day already counted, based on the Joshua of the Pesach, as explained by Rabbi From here we can clearly see that Rabbi says it's halacha, even when it's not a case of a person who accepts Naziris while he's Tommy. So to yufta de ula. At what point did Eliezer say that he loses his counted days upon becoming Tomei? Is it when he becomes Tomei any time after the first day is complete, or only after the second day is complete as well? He didn't know the answer, so he went and asked Rava, who said that the Pasuk uses the word Yiplu, which suggests a slight amount of time, it means like a mashu amount of time, and teaches that as long as one day has passed when he became Tameh, he loses all the days that have counted. Mark explains, we need the Pasuk's word of Yiplu and the word of Yomim. If we would only say Yomim, we would think that you need at least two days in his years to have to pass before he becomes before becoming Tameh. And if we would only say Yiplu, you would think that even if he became Tameh on the first day, he would lose what was already counted, etc. Therefore, you need both of these words. Zakt, the next Mishnah. If someone accepted a long period of Zeus when he was outside Eretz Yisrael and observed the full term outside Eretz Yisrael and then entered Eretz Yisrael, Beishamay say he has to observe another Zeus of 30 days. Beishil say, Beishil say he has to observe the full length of the originally accepted Zeus. If he accepted initially 100 days of Zeus, when he comes to Eretz Yisrael, another 100 days of Zeus he now has to keep. Mishnah says, Amayis, it once happened that Hilna Hamalka promised seven years of Zeus if her son comes back safely from war. When he returned Taka safely, she kept seven years of Zeus. 
She then went up to Eretz and Basil Passenger has to keep another seven years in his ears. At the end of those seven years, she became Tommy and had to keep yet another seven years in his ears, totaling 21 years of Nazirus. Rabbi Yehuda says she only kept 14 years of Nazirus. We'll explain Rabbi Yehuda's sheet to Mitzvah Shem and the Gemara. Frek the Gemara, maybe we can say that the Machloik is that Beishamah say that the Rabbanim were only guys around the land of Chutzars as being Tommy, which is a more lenient form of Tumah, and they are therefore Makal over here, whereas Basil will say that the Rabbanim were even guys there on the ear of Chutzars making a Tommy, which makes it a more stringent Gzeir, and therefore that's why they're more Machmer over here. We can say that all agree that the Gzeira of Tumah was only on the land of Chutz Laaretz. And the Machlekes is, the Beishamah say we penalize a person who accepts Nazirus outside of Israel and require him to keep an additional 30 days. Whereas Beishamah say we penalize even more, we penalize him to the full extent of the original Nazirus.